Oh, did you even you, you never you didn't change the title? I did change the title. See, it says it says Don't. Allison Fisher joins Dog in it, which by no, the way it doesn't. she never she no, never it came doesn't. on. No, it doesn't. Well, on mine it does. Yeah, that's because you're behind. <laughs> so look, folks out there, if you're just joining, Melina Mike is dogging it already. Uh, but thanks for joining us. We're looking at, what is this, Saturday morning. I'm about to head out to the soccer pitch. Uh, that's what they call it, the pitch. Yeah, the pitch. Uh, what do you What do you got planned for today, Melina? Lots of packing, getting ready for derby, hanging out with my girls, but finishing up laundry, all that good stuff before a big trip. So nice. Well, guys, let us know if you can hear us and see us. Okay. We got just a little tidbit of a show for you today. Talk about some of the things going on in pool. It's kind of a busy week. And I remember you and I wanting to connect, but you were at Handshoes compound again in the middle of nowhere, had no internet. So, uh, weren't able to do that, but, uh, okay. We got Robin Bixler in there says we sound great. Thanks for joining Robin. Appreciate that. Um, but yeah, Melina, what, what, um, going into this week, you know, as things got cooking, what were some of the things that uh, kind of piqued your interest? I know we had the Mora and Tyler Steyer match that wrapped up, what, yesterday or, or two days ago, I think? A few, day, few days back. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about that match? Uh, I mean, I think John showed a lot of heart, you know, showed a lot of fight throughout that match. Um, Tyler showed what kind of devastating break that he could have. Uh, I remember – after he lost to John, I forgot when I talked to him because um, they played in Vegas after the Moscone Cup. And when I was talking with Tyler, he said, listen, man, I, I ain't really been breaking the balls head on in months because I've been playing these predator events where I'm breaking from the rail and, you know, um, all these things that like usually with pool players, you'll hear a lot of excuses. With Tyler, it made a lot of sense, you know, yeah. so uh, it looks like he got his break dialed in and at, at a good time for a lot of coin. Um, so yeah, congratulations to him. Admittedly, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I was following the score online. He jumps out to a big lead and, you know, people were like, ah, it's over. And then John just storms back, got right back into the match. I mean, what more do you want when you're watching a long set like that? Right? Like, remember the Shane and Dennis match you were at where Dennis made that incredible comeback? Uh, that's sometimes in those races to 75 or races to a hundred, sometimes you could just get a guy up by 10 or 12 games and stays up by 10 or 12 games the whole time. And to me, that's kind of boring. Yeah. Uh, but that match certainly didn't seem like it was boring. The chatter online about it was great. Uh, folks were talking about the heart that John showed to get back in it. They were talking about how Tyler's break was just a little too much to overcome in the end, I think. And, uh, it just goes to show because I think, at least I heard one analysis of it that John probably played a little better after the break, but Tyler's break was just too dominant to deal with. Yeah. I mean, he's probably one of the top five 10 ball breakers on earth when he's got it dialed in and his, and his, um, his timing is right. Um, and yeah, I mean, John's technical savviness, you can't discredit it at all. I mean, you know, his one pocket game has just gone through the roof. I feel like over the last, you know, 12 months, um, he stays in action, you know, credit to John. The guy's just a complete, you know, like completely made of steel. You know, he, he fights for the cash. That's for sure. Um, down to the last ball. So, um, but yeah, I mean, what are you going to do, man? I, I'm sure both of them like their spot too, like coming into it, you know, you like, think we'll see uh number three. Cause this was the rematch, right? Tyler was Tyler. When they played out of grips, Tyler had the lead and looked like he was on cruise control. And John came back and got him at the wire. And now Tyler wins this match. You think we'll see another one? I don't, I mean, like if Rocky, they do, it'd be Rocky if, three. Apollo it, Creed, or, uh, you know, I mean, if they do, it'd be great. And I, I would, I would certainly tune in. Um, their style of play can be a little rough at times for me. Like just, it can get a little boring. Um, like personally, but I would love to see other guys go in there and and boring. and I you know just listen. Fetter <laughs> Fetter's boring. Fetter's boring to watch sometimes playing rotation. The guy just never gets out of line. Um, so I'd I'd like to see someone like Jesus honestly come back and and you know play Tyler again. You know they they got a little bit of a history, um, a a few uh, a few years back. So um, I'd like to see speaking of and with Jesus. John as well. He's got a, he's got a history with with John as well. Speaking of Jesus, uh, I think you posted on Windows the uh, comment that he said he'll take the eight and out against Fedor, and he got snap called on that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they both love their side. Going back to that, yeah, I do. Who do you like I, in listen, that game? 
getting the eight, you got the eight yeah. out. Well, eight and nine playing 10 ball. So if for those of you at home that didn't see it, uh, Jesus posted something that said he'll play Fedor getting the eight and out in 10 ball. And uh, Jason Sword was like, deal, let's go. And <laughs> so, listen, uh, yeah, I, I think I think Jesus has got that kind of upside. I think Jesus has got that kind of ceiling. Uh, will he get there? I don't know as far as being in that class, but I think he can get in that class. He's that kid is is smooth as butter. And he's got a big break to back it up with. His safety play maybe is a little is a little is probably his, his weakest link, but everyone knows he's about as good. Nah, maybe not as good, but right below uh Federer when it comes to jumping. So um uh, I think all that just lined itself up to be a very competitive matchup. Now, there's a lot of players that Asus can probably play ahead of time, but when you're getting the eight out, I gotta be honest with you, I kinda like Asus in that game. I do. Especially using yeah. using I a wood so. u- using a wood rack, that's the part. That's a big part of it. I mean, when you rack. take a player that plays the level of Jesus and say you only have to run out to the eight ball, I mean, I know that Fedor can get on a roll and put packages together, but I'd have to think that Jesus can do that too, only running out to the eight ball. You know, I mean, even I think a lot of it's more mental for Jesus. I think he still he still thinks that maybe he's not you know maybe he's necessarily in that in that group of player. You know, I think he still kind of gets a little awestruck at times with some of these top guns. Um, but no, I th- I think he's from an ability standpoint, that kid's there or he's about to get there. I do. It's just it's here where he's got to do it. But yeah, I he love needs that breakthrough. I love barking. I love barking at those two guys because he didn't you know, he did not go any lower in the totem pole. He went straight for filler. He said filler or fetter. That's um, get, pretty courageous. I like that, though, man. Go go and compete. You know, I mean, yeah. you you want to you from a money standpoint, you're trying to get you know your money in as safely as you can, right? That's why you're asking for the weight, and it that nobody would say that he's you know needs to play him right now, even. Um, but yeah, I think it's a it'd be a great game. I'd love to go and watch that game. You know, yeah. Hey, we got a bunch of people joining us. Just want to reach out and say thank you for that. Uh, Patrick McKinney said that uh, I guess uh, John and and Tyler played four times. Now, sorry about that. I I. I guess I missed that one. Uh, what's their record, Patrick? Uh, it's they got to be at least. Um, I think it's three to one, Tyler. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Think- uh, Rick Glasscock, what's up? Uh, Jose Concepcion, Tom Gorman, how's it going, man? Keith, uh, da- uh, Keith David, thanks for uh, tuning in, guys. We really appreciate it, guys. If you are not uh, supporting us on Patreon and then you'd like to, you'd like to see more of these podcasts, us talking about pool, do us a favor, head on over to patreon.com backslash dog in it. Uh, we'd love to have your support over there. For those of you that don't know, every single day we put content up on there. Uh, we do a question of the day and let's just say we're at liberty to kind of speak a little more freely there because <laughs> it's a limited no, group. Just, today, like an Melina just called out, bus. today Melina just called out Nobody's- some professional. It was really bad. Uh, actually I, I didn't let him get away with it. I was, uh, I, I named the player that he was talking about. And so knife if you want to see that knife in the back, you get added, you get added to the Patreon group. You also get added to a private Facebook group if you're at a certain tier. So check it out, dogging it, uh, on Patreon. We appreciate it. So Mike, let's shift our attention to the, uh, look, Joe Johnson says, yes, three to one Tyler. So, uh, maybe John doesn't want any more of that smoke. I don't know. Uh, Shift our attention to the Kamui Women's World Nine Ball in Atlantic City, New Jersey. I like, the, I, I like those comments, you guys. By the way, yeah, I keep them coming, I'll, guys. I hope Joey sees it. By the way, anyway, yeah. it's about it's about our question of the day. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, actually, uh, when did we? Was that today's question of the day or the one that we did for tomorrow? We record them sometimes. No, this you, one was. You called today. out the okay. Oh, that was for tomorrow. <laughs> That's for tomorrow. Oh yeah. So Jenny, wave till tomorrow. You'll you, it gets even worse. <laughs> so women's world nine ball. You want to share the screen, Mike, and we'll talk about some of the stuff here. I'll share it. There we go. We got some of the matches up here. Uh, this was the first round. Um, not a whole lot of surprises from what I can see. Uh, I remember following. Didn't you say that Margaret was like real close to winning that match? Tough oh yeah, one? yeah. That first round, Margaret was up. I think like five to one against Rublin. I'm oh, sorry, Cheska. Um, and then in a blink of an eye, because that girl just runs rack so easily, man. I mean, it's so sick how like how easy she makes the game look. Before you knew it, it was like 
I want to say like four five or or five five, and then she got a, a a fluke to keep to keep it going, and she didn't run out from the from the five one down. But um, yeah, it was a pretty sick match, man. Amazing, amazing. But it, the wing balls go on in with a lot of consistency, so um, it's like one mistake can really cost you. I feel like. Yeah, a lot of big names with wins. Kelly Fisher uh, cruised over uh, Katie Cool, and then Allison Fisher had a tight win. She eked it out seven to six. For those of you who don't know, we had Allison Fisher in studio three days ago. Couldn't get the audio working. We dogged it so bad, felt so bad. Allison, we were like forty minutes trying to hook up the audio, and she stuck with us the whole time. She was like, "Guys, let's try again. Let's try again." She was awesome. So we're gonna make that work. We're going to get in I, here. I, think I literally, I literally leave these guys alone for one show and the wheels <laughs> just come off. I can't, oh, yeah. I can't one show and the train is off the tracks. You're, you're well that. known for your technical expertise. Let me tell you, uh, Savannah Easton with a first round win over Kimberly Cullen. Uh, I don't know if you caught that match, Mike, but uh, I did see a picture of her and kind of her preparation and stuff. And I made a comment online about the way she just approaches the ball. She does it the right way. Who's this? uh, Savannah Easton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great fundamentals. Yeah. And she was on the TV table too, right? Oh, yeah. That girl stays on the TV table, son. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Uh, Pia Filler won her first round match. Uh, Some other ones. Uh, Bethany Sykes, player from Maryland I used to uh, compete against. Got a first round win. Sophia Mass beat Brittany Bryan. Is that an upset, Mike? Definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. It's an upset. Yeah, great. Could shout out to Sophia for for doing that. I think Brittany's. Uh, I want to say she's been in a semifinal of. I want. Maybe it was the Vegas event last year, Joe, where yeah. it was like it was really her first event back competing after the pandemic. And Brittany was in. I, I want to say a semi. So big win for Sophia there. Big big win. Yeah, you know, and and when I say is this an upset, you've heard me talk about this before, but, you know, you beat somebody that you're not supposed to beat, and then maybe you beat them again, and then before you know it, that's how it becomes not an upset anymore. So uh, congratulations to Sophia there. Uh, Quite a good win. Kind of perusing through the rest of the first round, Christina cruised 7-1. Yeah, we're just perusing. (laughs) Don't mind me. Uh, Can I just say that – while I'm really excited about this tournament, I hate this non-bracket format of looking at the scores. Anybody with me? Anybody in the chat? Uh, it's just hard to visualize a bracket. I understand they do qualification rounds and they do a final 16, but I don't like looking at it this way. I just kind of feel like it's not great. Anyway, Kelly Fisher wins her second round. You sound old, round. Joe. You sound old. Okay. You do. You sound old. Uh, Cheska, Allison, uh, Savannah kind of hit a, a speed bump there. Uh, a good player from Turkey. Played really well against her. Um, you know, looking through the second Spe- round. Speaking of flukes, Mike said that ja- that Jasmine and Karen Core match was a little fluky at the end. He said that Jasmine was running out, dogs the ball completely at Hill Hill, uh, and then ends up hooking her on the point. Uh, in the, he's on the eight ball. On the yeah. eight ball, dogs the eight, ends up he should have she should have scratched. Instead of scratching, she hooks her on the point, forces Karen to kick two two rails, fouls at Hill Hill. Rest of history, son. That's brutal. Isn't it brutal? I mean, now look nine ball. It's nine ball, right? I've I've said this time and time again, and I'll I'll repeat it here today. There was probably something that Karen could have done earlier in that match that true champions will go back and focus on that when the score was four to three or whatever, that they made some mistake that led them to ultimately getting some terrible role. But when people focus on that, only that terrible role at the end, then they don't get better, right? Because it wasn't that they did something wrong. It's that they got a bad role and they lost the match. So I'm sure Karen being the, the professional hey, that she is, will go Mr. back. Mr. And- Miyagi, Karen, Karen Kaur has been, been through it, buddy. I she's know. That's what I'm saying. She's a monster. You're making my point. <laughs> so on the elimination side, uh, first round, uh, reading this non-bracket, looking through some of these matches, Fefalova survives. Uh, a couple other highlights here. Uh, Lori John, your your friend, got eliminated there, 7-4. Uh, uh, Brittany Bryant got knocked off by Jennifer Beretta. Uh, and then, let's oh, see, oh, what oh. else? Emily, Emily Duddy survives seven to six over Canadian player. Second round on the loser side, 
Uh, we have some other matches here. Anything stand out to you from these matches? No, let's go with who's left, Joe. We already see, we've been we've been watching and following the last few days. Let's go to who's left. Keep on, okay, keep, on cruising. keep on All cruising, right. man. We're going to come down to the winners' qualification round. So the ones that won this one are going to be in the final sixteen. We got Kelly Fisher who cruised seven to nothing. It looks like she's playing great. I haven't been able to catch any of her matches. We talked about her briefly uh, in one of our question of the days, but yeah, I mean, how strong has she played? Just you know, over the course of her career, and then still being a threat. Uh, she's also defending champion, so there's some pressure there. Uh, and we know how, how hard it is to repeat and pull, especially when you talk about world class fields and and um, and now that all these other players are back, like the Asians. So kudos to Kelly. Uh, yeah, we can't say enough about her. Yeah. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for joining. Jason Foster, how's it going? Corby Dayhoff <clears throat> says that uh, Rubelin's playing well, um, but she actually lost this match to Chesco. What a what an ending to that match. Um, you know, a lot of people thought that Cheska was trying to pocket the nine ball straight in the corner, but to an experienced player, you could easily see the two rattler in the side. I mean, it was pretty basic. Did you see that shot? <laughs> no, I didn't. No idea what you're talking about. Now I want to know. You didn't see that shot? No, I didn't. Oh, oh my you're, gosh. You're talking about Rubelin, and that wasn't that that wasn't the match against Cheska, though. Oh, that wasn't? No, no, yeah, no, no. What I match was you talking about? That oh, was, was that an earlier before. match? Okay, that was I'd the one against uh, Amber Chin. Amber Chin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, that that. Oh, you. I mean, I would have gone on tilt. You know, when I mean, she just, shot that eight ball on the side, I was like, "Why did she play it that way? Why did she hit it so hard and came back close to the rail and then burnt two rails back in the side? What a play!" Just anyway. completely, just completely whacked that ball. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that was Rubelin, wasn't it? Yeah. Did they have the score wrong? What do you mean? Or was that a different match? Jenny, help us out. You're saying Rubelin beat Cheska, is what you're saying? Yeah, what happened? They have Cheska winning seven to five. Is that true? You're talking about a different a different match, though, Joey. All right, the fine. One, the one you're talking about, anyway. I'm going to give up. Can I just wave the white flag and give up on this one? Joey hasn't <laughs> seen the ball. Joey hasn't seen one match. I've seen some highlights. So, uh, but but let's point this out. Kelly Fisher, Allison Fisher, both advance. Uh, Pia Filler advances, playing very well. See, how strong um, is that, man? Cheska's like in her early 20s, and then you got Allison and Kelly who have been just dominating for decades now. I mean, it's unbelievable. Anyway, okay. I digress. Okay, so Jason Foster sets us straight. Rubelin versus Amber Chen. So you are right, Melina. I hate when you're right. Shocking. Uh, thank you, Jason. Uh, so they're advanced. These eight players have advanced the ones that won in the winner's qualification round. So we're on to uh, losers missed, round three. You missed what? a few. Who else advanced? Pia advances over Christina. Pia advances. Jasmine got knocked off by a German player. I've never heard of that German player. Melanie Susenguth. You've never heard no. of her? No. Mm-mm. Oh, Mm-mm. where have you been? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like now, she huh? knocks off the Japanese player. Christina got edged out seven to six there, but she's still alive. And uh, Yuki Hiraguchi uh, knocks off Wang Lin Wang. Wan Lin Wang. There so we all go. these girls are through to the final 16 single elimination. The races are going to extend to nine, and then they face the winner out of not this round, but they got to face one more. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, so this is the next round. So these these folks, once they win, they'll, they'll advance to the next round. Again, this bracket's kind of weird. It's hard to read. I, it's not, I'm not against – let me just say, I'm not opposed to listing out the matches this way, but I also would like to see a bracket. Can we do that? Can we have a bracket? Like when we go to digital pool, we're going to show you the Bigfoot brackets – how beautiful is that laid out? You get to see the whole story, you know. Anyway, okay. Let's. Let, okay. Let's keep on. Let's keep on. Yeah. So these matches are underway right now. It appears. Uh, let's see. Fefalova's up three to one over Kim Witzel. Uh, Ashley Burrows is down two to zero. Karen Core is up two to nine. What if Karen Core could put in a big run here? I mean, uh, somebody mentioned that earlier. Like, wow, Karen Core is still playing. You know, she's uh, what a talent she is. Uh, Jennifer Beretta trailing two to zero. I think uh, that's just part of pool, though, right? Like you can be, you 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 can have longevity in it, and you can still compete at a high level. Look at Earl in the Moscone Cup, right? You know, yeah, it's uh, uh, that's the beauty of nine ball, especially the way they're playing. I think it's one on the spot triangle rack. So, yeah, yeah. And so the winners of these will pick up uh, these eight players that are waiting: uh, <clears throat> Christina, 
Zlatova, uh, that Turkish player that we talked about before. I'm not going to try. Kibaroglu, uh, Rublin, Wujin Lee, Wenlin Wang, Christina Takac, uh, Nina Pani, and Jasmine Ocean. So a lot of big names still in this event. Uh, it's going to be a great tournament from here. Tell them how they can watch it, Molina. Uh, World Bear TV on YouTube or – yeah, I think that's it. I don't know how the other tables have gone. I think you can watch the tables, but I think you have to pay through Kazoom if I'm not mistaken, So, which is well worth it, by the way, because Kazoom offers um, a great angle and live scoring. So, um, Or just follow through here on the Predator Pro Beard Series website. So, All right. You and I making picks. You're going to pick one. I'm going to pick one. Who you got? You're going to pick one like three quarters of the way through the tournament? Yes. <laughs> All right. Who do you got? Uh, let's see. I'm going to pick. <clears throat> You're going to pick one one loss side and then one winner side. Well, one yeah, winner? let's do that. Let's do okay. that. So we'll go up okay. to the winner's qualification. You get to pick one from here. I get to pick one from here. I'll let you pick this one first. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Chow for sure. Number 86 on the winner's side. Chow, give me Chow from Taiwan. I think she's, um, yeah, I think she's due again. Okay, I'll take Cheska. I'm writing Shocking. this down. Shocking. How much are we going to bet, by the way? 20. Chow. Okay. One from the qualifier. No, at, uh, at least buy dinner or something. I'm not letting you off the hook for 20 because I'm, I'm stealing here. No, we got to up the bet. 50 <laughs> dinner dinner dinner's good all right pick now you get to pick one from this side as well hold on i just i just got the ace the ace up my sleeve here <laughs> hold, oh, on. No. hold on a where, minute where was just, the wake up call guys what the hell hold on let What's me that? Switch. where was the wake up call oh sorry I buddy you, Mike. i literally I sent a wake up call for for 7 30 you know <clears throat> <laughs> hey mike holm 20 bucks is a respectable bet okay first of all Pinozo, thanks for showing up uh okay. second of all joey's trying to bait me into picking um horses here but he only wants to fire 20 dollars. let him know how, how nitty he is please <laughs> 20 dollars 20 dollars yeah. a match or 20 dollars a player or what? exactly See, i like my style yeah it'll last longer it'll last longer I'll last, right. I'll last longer you're already down to the final what final 16 Getting yeah, there. well, we're uh, so we've already picked one from the eight qualifiers, and so uh, so Mike picked again, Chow yeah. and I picked Cheska. So, two Who Asian players. Who would you take, Mike? Go back to the winners, Joe. There you uh, go. Well, I got the winners here. Um, well, I, I don't know, I'm gonna take Kelly, defending. She's champ. really, she's wow. really, play, she's really playing well. I mean, you know, I know it's kind of a you know, uh, taking a non Asian is, is against Mike's religion, but. Um, <laughs> but she's really been playing well. She's been breaking like a monster. Um, so yeah, I, I like I like her chances. What since, uh, yeah. what like what do you make of these like the Kellys and Allisons and Karens that are still coming out here and competing? You know, Rublin being I think uh, Jenny mentioned like early forties. Yeah, you know, and still making waves and being legitimate threats in these world championships, Mike. I think it's great for the game. I think it's. I think it shows their staying power and how committed they are to sticking with the game. Um, you see Allison get back into it and being more committed. Um, I don't think it necessarily says that the talent is not as deep uh, as far as the young players. I think there are some really great young players, and it's going to get. You know, believe me, in in a real hurry, it's going to get a lot tougher for a Kelly or a or a. Rublin or an Allison to win one of these events. Um, and, you know, you, you hate to beat a dead horse, but, you know, there's there's three players from China who aren't here who would probably be our number one, two, and three picks if we were pulling right now. <laughs> Shasha, right? uh, Siming Chin, Sasha, and who am I missing, Mike? Uh, Yu Han. Oh, yeah, Han Yu. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. so, you Definitely. know, you got, you're talking about three women who won, Not a doubt. I think, six of the world champion, six of the last nine world nine world <clears throat> championships. So that's, that's, a, that's a pretty big hole in the, uh, in the, the bracket. Uh, but you know, 
that takes nothing away from Kelly and Allison and Rublin, who still play at a really high level. They're not scuffling by because the players that they're playing are drilling balls into the rail. They're 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 playing. They're still playing really good pool. I mean, Rublin drilled the ball into the rail and still won. But, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, she drilled, drilled the ball into two rails and still won. <laughs> it was dead. It was a dead two railer. It was, it, was a dead two, it was a dead two railer. How brutal is it to lose that way? Oof. Well, there were three matches like that that went hill-hill and were just absolute flukes that, that won the match, which which was brutal to watch. Uh, so... Yeah, Ren uh, says you can't sleep on Rublin. Rublin's certainly going to be a contender. I mean, she's she's one of my favorite players watching her win the World 10 ball years ago. And um, even that match with Cheska's real competitive. I feel like this tournament, and it sounds real cliche, boys, but, like, you got to get real lucky to win it because of the format. You know? Well, I, it's I going up I, to race to nine now, right, Mike? Uh, once they qualify, yeah. we get down to the yeah. final 16. It'll be a race to nine. Um but that oh, break is soft, man. That break is real soft. Like it is. Yeah. I mean, it's like it you're almost guaranteed to get a ball down, you know? Yeah. And with decent shape. So Yeah, I was I did not see any of the Jasmine uh uh match, but she got handled pretty easily, huh? Yeah, it appears. Uh, and we, I don't I really don't... know that I don't really know who that German player is. Neither do we. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right, who are we picking from the loser side, Joe? Okay, let's scroll down. <laughs> So on did the way did way go to and out or is she still in? I don't think she's in the event, Mike. Is she? Oh, she was in the event. I think oh, she went to. She went to oh. and out. To well, be that just shows how, wow, that just shows how strong the field it is. In yeah. yeah. So these are the sixteen players playing right now up on the screen, and so we're gonna pick one player out of either these or the eight that are waiting to pick them up, which are right here below. So uh, by the way, Pinozo, who did? You, oh, you took Kelly. Let me write that yes. down. By the way, I wanted to bet 20. Melina said that's too nitty, so we're going to have to bet more. I know, so maybe we'll 20, bet there. 25? Yeah, 25. 22.50, says Joe. <laughs> hey, uh, Melina, uh, somebody in the chat, Brock, wants to know who won between JRB and Tedder. Did you hear anything about that? Uh, I crashed out. I fell asleep. Um, I didn't even get to watch the end of Tony and Josh. So. Send somebody a message. Find out. Yeah. All right, so uh, – so I'm going to take on this side of the bracket. I'm not taking anybody that's coming out of the, the matches right now. I just feel like that's a little, uh, you're not going to be a tough task because you're taking a chance there. They got to win that match. Then they got to win the next match. So I'm going to go with the next grouping and I'm going to take Rublin. So I'm going all Philippines. What well, about you, Pinozo? Hey, Mr. Lockhart is you should definitely want to up the bet then. You're taking all the Taiwanese. Get out of here. One. All right. Who do you got, Mike? Um, man, you guys are going all Asian. I got to give the Europeans some love since there's no American (laughs) flags in there. I know Uh, who Mike's gonna pick. I do too. I do. Yeah, Christina, Jasmine. Oh, which one? Christina. Christina. Takach. Oh. Okay. Got it. Well, okay, well that changes things. See, I'm I'm over here playing. <laughs> why would that change things for you? Y'all are playing checkers. I'm playing chess over here, boys. That's why I'm letting y'all pick first. I think I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, see, I need to think about who's gonna get the better the better matchup on the next round. So yeah, where's oh, God, the brackets? I see the yeah. listing, but where's the brackets? Oh, uh, don't get me there? started on that, Pinozo. No, brackets. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Lateva. Yeah. I'm no, go really? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think. Well, she was, I all she's got to do is win. All she's got to do is win one more. She's through the final 16. That's all we really want, you know? And then whatever happens, roll the dice, boys. I mean, okay. I got you. All right. So women's Kamui, women's World Nine Ball. You can check it out on World Billiard TV on YouTube. Uh, So we will check back in later later this weekend. Tell you who won. Uh, But check it out for yourself. So switching gears. Melina, you're headed to Derby, right? Yep. I think Mike's Tell going folks, too, right? I'm going. Aren't you going? Are you going I thought to? you were taking a flight there to, to match up. I'm debating whether to come out Monday evening, stay for a couple days, and then I got a little business thing in Austin, so I might fly um, right from there to Austin. So, yeah, I, I don't get in until Thursday, to tell you the truth. Yeah, okay. he waited till right after Joey leaves. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shocking. 
Burn, so, Joe. <clears throat> so, Melina, tell folks your plans for out there. We know what Pinozo's going to do. He's going to be rubbing elbows with the pool's elite. But what are you going to do? <laughs> First of all, like how the how the uh, how the guy at the door checks for IDs, Mike checks Fargos. If you're not 720 or above, don't even he walk don't talk up to, to Pinozo. Don't, yeah. Exist. Yeah, don't even don't even. Hey, walk nobody up got to time for that. Yeah, no, yeah. no, definitely not Mike. But. No, so I fly out first thing. We have a bunch of seven twenty ones coming up, introducing themselves <laughs> to with the with the Fargo rate in hand, you know, ready to show. Uh, now, uh, I'll be out there tomorrow afternoon. Uh, we don't have a home base to do like a podcast, but I'm gonna try to find one, and then we're gonna just do a whole bunch of stuff um, on the fly, whether it's on my phone with the gimbal. Uh, I don't know, man. It's gonna be a lot of uh, a lot of up in the air, but we're gonna be creative and on our toes and. Shout out to some of our sponsors, Fort Worth Birds, who's uh, sponsoring the uh, the trip along with uh, Hard Times and and uh, in Sacramento. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to it though. It's gonna be like a lot of stuff, I and mean, we're gonna be posting yeah. things like all day long. So, and one of the things that we're doing a little more of, guys. So check it out on Windows Open, also Pool Player Podcast. We're doing more reels. So uh, Melina's gonna be doing those one minute videos in portrait mode, uh, doing a bunch of that stuff. I know you saw my top ten. Uh, lists I've been doing on pool player podcasts. So check them out. Uh, you know, one thing that I love about Molina is sometimes he doesn't know what he's going to do, but he always does something. So, uh, <laughs> it's not always great. Trust me, but check it out. <laughs> Listen, we're just gonna, we're going to jump on in and, uh, we're going to do something. We're going to do whatever we can until they kick me out. So yeah. Pinozo, what's going to do what, any live, any live broadcasts of Dom sweating matches? Yeah, maybe yeah. we'll do that. That's a good idea. Pinoza, well, what are you uh what are you most looking forward to at Derby City this year? Um seeing Efren again. Mm. Uh you know, it's been a couple of years. Looking forward to seeing him. And um, um, you know, I just you know, like the vibe of the event. I just like walking in there, you know, you you trip over great players every two steps you walk. Um, you know, it, it's just it's just a fun event to go into. So um, I thought you I'll, were looking. I thought you'd be looking forward to this uh, call out that we had online with uh, Del Sim. Love who, the photo, Del. Yeah, who who called out uh, none other than yours truly wants to I play know. me a ten ball. Well, you, did you see my? Did you see my my response in that in that thread? I don't I said, remember. What did you say? I said I'm all in as long as Joey's wearing his L and T shirt and Del's wearing his skirt. <laughs> <laughs> that completely surprised me. For those of you that don't know that picture of me with the, the hair coming up, my daughter did my hair one day and she just has so much fun with it. And I posted it online, just joking around. And it looks like Dell stole that photoshopped it, put it in with his picture with his kilt. And he calls me out to play him a match. And I said, I'm booking my flight. So to be honest with you, I'm excited uh, for the opportunity to go to Derby, but I wasn't really planning on it until I saw that. And now I think I'm ha I'm going to have to go at least for two yeah, days. You kind of have to show up at this point. Take a shot at him. I don't I'll know. I'll say you look soft if you don't show up, but then again, you were just wearing, <laughs> uh, you know, with that, with the picture you just had, I don't know if you can get more soft. We're, um, we're both uh, the same Fargo rate. <clears throat> I haven't been playing pool in a year. So uh, Dell Del stealing y'all. Del I'm coming off some health issues. My, re my response, my right response arm's to, a little heavy, you know. My response is to Raymond is kilt dress, tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, look, the other reason I'm excited to get out there and see Dell is because I am going to Scotland in May with my wife. So I'm looking really? forward to yeah, I'm looking forward to chatting to him with him about some places to kind of check out while I'm out there. I'm going to be out there for five days. We're probably going to go to London for a few days while we're out there, but it's an award trip I won from my job. So, um, you know, it's kind of funny how he called me out right after that happened. And then, you know, I'm going to pick his brain while I'm out there getting my brains beat in. So, so what else yeah. are you looking forward to out there other than matching up? You know, I've, I've never been to the event. You know, I followed it every year, followed how my friends are doing it and, you know, obviously who wins it and who has success and just kind of being like, I was telling Melina, I might just go out there work during the day in the hotel room. You know, that way I could still do the day job. And then in the evening kind of wander out into the arena, see the action going on, see every, all the woofing and hooting and hollering. So I just want to immerse myself in that experience and uh, see how it is. I'm sure it's going to be fun. I'm sure. It'll be great. 
you could work all day and work all evening and still have eight hours worth of action to watch down there. Yeah, Easy. I just wouldn't get to sleep. But yeah, Easy, from right. what I hear. So no, but I'm excited to take it all in. Uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun. So, uh, so by the way, that event already kicked off. So right. it kicked it kicked off with the Bigfoot Challenge. And so let's bring that up. We'll take a look at these brackets right here. Um, looks like Shane Van Boning won pretty easily over Max Eberly, 11 to 4. I don't think I that's mean, a no, big surprise. Nobody saw that coming. <laughs> Joe, Joey went out on the limb and took Shane for 20. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's exactly what Joey would do. He said, you know what? Twist my arm. I'll take I kind of like Shane. This. I'll fire 20 at it. Yeah, 20 bucks at it. <laughs> well, uh, Max was coming off a big win in Florida. I don't know if you saw that. He beat Tommy Kennedy down there I in Florida. Yeah. We really got we really to work on how you rate big wins, Joe. <laughs> is, that a was... major, is that a major, Mike? <laughs> uh, it's a big win, though, evidently. Yeah, but the, the uh, second match, and by the way, they're playing this on one table, the Bigfoot table, 10-foot table. So, um, you know, basically as one match ends, they'll start another match. And so the tournament takes a while to develop, which I think is a cool thing, right? The players are going to be there anyway. And so it's not one of these things where they're rushing to get done with it. They just take it one match at a time and they go right. through the event. I really I really like that each year. Uh, match number two was Jason Shaw versus Sky Woodward and Jason prevails 11 to four. These guys just recently matched up at Turning Stone in the, the final there. And what a barn burner that was. This one, Jason kind of cruised 11 to four. To me, I'm not totally surprised by that. You know, when I think of Sky, obviously Sky's best game is bar table. Uh, but he's great on a nine footer as well, but it would kind of lend you to think that maybe on the 10 footer with Jason's shot making ability, he's, right. he's favorite there. You guys agree with that? Yeah. 100%. But Jason's had a lot of, a lot of history with, with success at this event. So, you know, it doesn't matter who he's going to be up against. Um, I think he'll at a minimum be even money, um, if not a favorite. And that's from top to bottom. I think maybe if and when he ends up facing um, Fetter, that he may be a slight dog, you know, but it won't be by much. I think in this match with Shane, I think it's uh, a, a coin flip, just given where how each of them are playing right now. Um, but this is what you want to see, right? Race to eleven. You know, if you're if you're a fan of of rotation pool, for me, it doesn't get any better than the Bigfoot Challenge. I love it. It's 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 top level competition. It's like it, it's not um. You see, even safety plays are played differently. Tactical battles are differently because of all the uh, all the space and and uh, the length of the table. It's just it's a it's a beautiful game to watch. I feel like. Yeah, you like to see this done as a as a full tournament, and no other distractions with some big money. Well, I mean that I can remember way back when watching. Um, I think it was Inside Pool Magazine, if I'm not mistaken, was the big uh, in in Tunica was the Bigfoot uh, tournaments out there, you know, played on, on 10 footers. And I love those events, Mike. I mean, God, you're making me realize how old I am, but uh, no, those were some of my favorite ones to watch, man. Honestly, you know, first getting into pool when I was in my early twenties was watching a lot of those events on, on YouTube or on live streams, man, you know, and um, I can't say I love rotation as much now as I, as I did back then, but if I'm going to watch rotation, I'd love to watch it played on the 10 foot with, with these top level players. And I'd love yeah. to see a big money buy-in. And I mean, like bigger than, I think everyone here is buying in for a thousand, but right. um, I would love to see a decent money buy-in, you know, true tournament out. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see it in addition to this Pinozo, but not necessarily getting rid of this because I oh, think no, this event, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It, it has a unique place at Derby city now. And, um, like I said, I really like the fact that they don't rush through the tournament. It kind of develops over the course of a week. You know, it's not well, one of these things where it's, you know, because it, when you look at all these other combo tournaments where they play like a one pocket, they play like banks, then they play, you know, when you look at those events that they put together, and obviously Derby City's the biggest, we've seen other places like in Alabama, Iron City, places where they've kind of replicated that style. And I don't know, it's just, uh, to me, when you finish with one and go to the next, sometimes there's disappointment or excitement. You know, I like the fact that this runs kind of concurrent with a lot of these events. Pretty neat. Yeah, it is. Except that, you know, like part of the reason it runs kind of at its own pace is, is you don't know when these players are going to be available. 
because they're play, you know most a lot of them are playing in the, the everything or, or or one pocket or things like that so um it's kind of catch as catch can and you, so you don't have players sitting there practicing all day on a, a big foot 10 you know a big foot table at practicing 10 ball getting ready for a match they just have to jump in there when they can jump in there that's why i kind of was alluding to the you know fact i would love to see a legit tournament that's straight through on this where they're practicing on these tables where they're preparing for matches on these tables where you'd really get the most out of each of these players so i i just want to kind of give my experience of playing on a 10 foot table we used to have one here in town at the the old freezers and uh, I got to tell you, it's not a whole lot different. When you're an accomplished pool player, which I'm not, but I watched a couple of them play, <laughs> and you're playing on that nine-foot surface and then you move to 10-foot, it's really not that much different. It sounds bad. And, yeah, there are some shots where you're jacked up on the rail and you look way down the table and you have to make a difficult shot. But the other hand is you have a lot more real estate to maneuver the cue ball and to get into you know, spots where you're not as – kind of knotted up it's like you think about yeah. bar table what makes bar table eight ball tough well it's the fact right. that it's like everything's so, so confined yeah. yeah and there's congestion while the 10 foot table for a player like jason shaw the 10 foot table is probably ideal he'd probably prefer to play on an 11 or 12 foot table you know nothing's going to get in his way he's just going to fire balls in from everywhere and so i think that that for these pro players to make that stretch out to a 10 foot table it's really not a whole lot different than playing on a nine foot table that's just my opinion that's it's an interesting, yeah. It makes sense Damn, to me. Wrong. No. Mm-mm. No. Wait. No. What is the what's, what's the five fifty Fargo have to say about it? No. You see. You see. I mean, listen. You even saw games where Feder got out of line on things because the you know the way that he's used to judging speed and coming off the rail and uh, his his position play wasn't as sharp as we've seen it before. Shot making isn't going to be nearly as automatic on the ten foot table as well. Plus, the other part of it is, Joe, that table out in Arizona ain't, ain't going to play the same way as that TV table out at Derby City with brand new cloth and polished balls. And it's just it plays differently, you know, and because of the fact that they don't get to practice it a lot, because of the fact that they don't get to play on these uh, quite often, because I think outside of Derby, the only other one is the International Open, um, is that it it uh it is different. And you do see players, I want to say struggle, because even a player like Federer has so many things that he can lean on like shot making um but it does add a different variable i feel to it look so. mark my words mark my words at the end of this event whoever's in the finals the level of play is going to be as high as any finals on a nine foot table you're going to see quality on this 10 foot table it's not even going to look like a it's 10 some foot of the table. best players in the world how much of a limb what? are you going out on there <laughs> It's you're I mean, look, making look, this distinction you, that the you've got like table, Shane like, and, and Jason on there. Right you're making you. believe there's only two pockets on this table. And I'm telling you, by the time we get to the finals, you're going to see scoring the same way you would see. You're going to see players breaking and running out. Trust me. Trust me. We'll have, see, okay. the, we'll have to see what the TPA is on the finals. Of the, I'm going uh, yeah, to get Michael Salmon on here. Okay. What would you say? What's the over under on breaking runs in the, in the final then? I don't know, but the same as what you would get. <laughs> the same as what you would get on a nine-foot table. Bam. The same. Okay, I, I'm going to say it's going to be less. You want to fire another $20 out there, Mr. Big Gamber? I'll split it Can with you, Joey. Yeah, yeah. Can we bet 10? <laughs> no, he's going to chop his action up, Mike. 10 for me, 10 for you. Oh, there you go. You All right, let's keep on cruising, boy. All right, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before we keep going, you already talked about it, but uh, those two first-round matches set up quite an interesting second round match, a little bit of a tough draw, but in the field like this, you know, that's, you're going to play a great player very soon. And Shane versus Jason in round two, that one's really going to yeah. be interesting. Juicy. Uh, says it's scheduled for tomorrow at 11 a.m. So make sure to tune into that one. By the way, we'll give you we'll give you all of the resources for where you can go get the pay-per-views for these. There's action rooms. There's also the the main event. And so we'll uh we'll share that with you. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on there. Hold on there, Mr. You want you want to pick both players? You gotta go on a limb here and tell me who you like. I like Jason. I like Jason. That's it. Agreed. Thanks for the Yeah, I like Jason. I mean, we're at that point. We're at that point with Shane where, you know, he's probably just getting back to trying to get in stroke, get ready for the world championship. But we've seen him out on the lake quite a bit. 
Jason's been playing great, and I have no reason to believe that Jason's not going to win this match. What's he doing? He's putting on lights. Yeah, What's that other one's going. Uh, going. Okay, out. good timing. <laughs> no, we've, been, we've, we've been we've been recording for like an hour already, two hours. Already. <laughs> what do you got, Pinozo? Who are you liking this one? I like Jason. I just think that he's you know, he's he's really sharp right now. He's in good form. Yeah, he is. Melina. We're going across the board, boys. I can't All pick right. against I can't pick against Jason either. I think Jason's more motivated. I think this is his event. He looks hungry. His break looked good. Uh, yeah, I mean, he did not make that table look tough at all. He, I mean, he was playing. He was playing just effortlessly. I feel like on there, um, and I mean, he's just coming off running all those balls out in the East Coast at at a Dion's place. So, you know, pocketing balls is no issue for Jason Shaw right now. Yeah. So the other two uh, first round matches that we saw were Roberto Gomez over Alex Pagulian, eleven to eight. I don't think that's really a surprise. Uh, you know, playing rotation. I like Roberto there. And then Federer Gorse, 11 to 1 over DeLuna. The big surprise there, I guess, is 11 to 1. I mean, that's quite a spanking. We know they matched up in Texas a while back. There was some controversy about, you know, where DeLuna was breaking from. And, um, you know, I, I wonder if that gave Federer a little extra motivation in that match, but he cruises. We know what happens to Federer when he gets extra motivation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that sets up the second round match of Federer against Roberto. I think most people are going to pick Federer in that match. Yeah, pretty, right? I, I mean, I, I think that if, if there's going to be a stumbling block, Roberto is not, or if there's going to be someone you want to look past, it ain't going to be Roberto. Roberto can yeah. play on a big foot. Roberto's yeah. got a Roberto's got a really big break. I think where years past where he showed some dog that he's got in him or some spots where he can choke under pressure, I think that those are going um less and less and he's he's shown that um he's been in finals throughout the course of the last, you know, 12 months or so pretty consistently wherever he's playing at. Um obviously Federer's going to be a big favorite on paper, but like from a handicapping standpoint, if you give me Roberto getting a few games, I'm firing at that. You know, I, I and and even if the money line was right, I would like Roberto in that as well because Roberto can get there against Federer. Hit yeah. him up in Messenger, folks. You'll get down with Melina Mike. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. The bottom Plus half three. of the bracket, which I think overall is probably seems to be the weaker end of the bracket, although there's yeah. still world class players in there. We got well, Lee Van. Lee Van looks looks pretty you know sexy down that side of the bracket. Well, until you get down to the bottom of it. But yeah, in the top quadrant, I guess, you got uh, Corteza versus uh, Roland Garcia, and you got Fortunsky against Mika Imanen. Um, thoughts? Any thoughts, guys? I like I like Mika. I like Mika coming out of that first-round matchup against Misko. I, as someone who's bet against Mika a lot in this event over the years, trust me, he can play on a, on a 10-foot table because I've lost a lot of money Betting on betting on Mika, <laughs> playing playing in the big foot. I promise you. Betting I have. against him, you mean? Betting against him, yeah. Betting against yeah. him. So, and what I mean by that is, I've seen him against where he's an underdog, where I think he's an underdog, uh, where he just wins outright. I mean, in those four, it, you know, it's 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 Levan or bust. I feel like. But what, what um, would you say the line is on that one? Against Fortunsky? Yeah. All even money. I mean, Misko's the younger player and more vogue. I feel like to an extent. Um, so I think that part of it makes him, makes him more of an even, but I would take Mika, even I would take Mika, um, and Roland on that Roland Lee band, Roland's a little, a little wily, you know, like he can stick around. He, he can, he can stick around. Like if it's, you know, eight, seven, look out because he can steal one at the end. You know, I love Lee van. I haven't seen him play in a while, but I know he's had a lot of success at Derby. Um, he's a very underrated Filipino player. He's super tough to play against. Um, I'm going to go with Lee Van in that round, but would I be shocked if it was a close win for Roland? I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. I think I Roland's like, uh, got a chance if they're playing nine ball. I don't know about 10 ball, but go ahead, Pinozo. I would say I like, I like Raymond's comment. I'm, I'm sure he's talking about the Mika Misco match. Who has the higher tilt gear? <laughs> <laughs> now, Mika's, M- Mika's the GOAT. Mika's definitely the GOAT there. Yeah. And Mika, Mika like gets away with a lot in that regard. Like yeah. everybody, everybody just like they don't say anything about it. It's just oh, it's just Mika being Mika. Well, but yeah, it is. It's Mika being Mika, and you see it. It's it's not like it it jumps out in the middle of a match. It's like from you know all of a sudden 
you know, the leg goes short for him and his hands are going like yeah, this. Yeah. And his <laughs> eyes are rolling. The wing ball goes in and he's just fucking shrugging his shoulders like this. Yeah, it's, uh, it's beautiful. Uh, he's fun to watch, though, man. I he love is. watching Nick. I play. love watching Mika play. Yeah, without a doubt. All right, boys, I got a hard stop in five minutes. So we got right. John Mora versus Conrad, the other Polish player in the event, and then Josh Filler versus Tencio. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, give me Conrad and oof, I'm gonna listen. I, Jesus, I'm gonna be like uh, getting the three like Roberto. I like Jesus probably getting three against Josh. I think Josh's 10 ball game, 10 ball break is not as dominant as some of these other big boys that are out there. I think Jesus has a big 10 ball break. I think he can make a deep run. Has he done it before against top level players? No, but I think he's knocking on the door and this may be his chance to really show that. He's in that same class for Jesus anyway. Yeah. What do you think about the chances of Filler getting knocked off in round one or round two? I think if he wins round one, he's going to be in the final four. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, if you guys had to pick your finals for this event, seeing the whole bracket now, who you got, Pinozo? Uh, The final match or the final four? Which Final match. Final match. The final match. Um, I will go, uh, <clears throat> Lee Van and Jason. Whew. That's pretty good. That's How pretty about good. you, Mike? I was going to pick Lee Van too until Mike did that. So I'm going to change it up. I'm going to go and say, I'm going to say, God forbid you agree with me. Oh, I can't do that. It's against my religion, Mike. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Jesus versus Federer in the final. What? Wow, you're you just are trying reaching be, there. You're trying to be dramatic. Well, I could go chalk and say I want to see Josh and Feder play, but I mean that's that's no fun. That's the obvious. So someone's right, got to gamble going, around here, Mister Twenty Dollars. I'm going Lee Van. I'm going Lee Van and Feder. Book it. Let's wow, get down. All right, shot. so Melina, let people know how they can go and check out the action at Derby City Classic online. AccuStats has the pay-per-view for all the TV table matchups. They're doing the Bigfoot, I think, through tomorrow. And then after that, they'll shift into finals of Banks, One Pocket, and then Nine Ball as well. Uh, Pool Action TV has one of the action rooms, and then Omega uh, uh, TV has the other action room, which last night Tony and, and Filler played a pretty juicy matchup of One Pocket. So a lot of stuff going on. That, Mike? Where did that go? Where did that end up? Uh, Josh won Hill Hill. Josh was did up 3-0. Really? Yeah, Josh yeah, was up 3-0, goes up 5-3. Uh, Tony makes it Hill Hill, and then um, Josh wins Hill Hill. So Wow. Yeah. I think if Josh stays around in the States, he's going to end up playing Tony real big set would be my guess. But Did you catch that last game, Mike? No, I was asleep. <clears throat> oh, man. Yeah, it would have been nice to, to check out. But All right, guys, I got to head out to the soccer fields. Thanks so much for joining. We really appreciate you guys. Remember, if you can, do us a favor and check out patreon.com backslash it. Uh, we got a lot of different options over there for you, and we really appreciate the support. Pinozo, thanks for getting out of bed and joining us. Appreciate it. <laughs> can I go back to bed now? Yeah, yeah you yeah. can go back to bed. Let's get together, guys, Sunday night or something. Chat about it. Yeah. See you, Derby. Later, y'all. All right. Yeah, See look forward to it.